This is Tech Unmuted, the podcast of modern collaboration, where we tell the stories of how collaboration tools enable businesses to be more efficient and connected with your hosts, George Shanestein and Santi Cuellar. Welcome to Tech Unmuted. Welcome to the latest episode of Tech Unmuted. Today, we're going to dissect a little bit an article I wrote a while back about how to manage, really optimally manage a remote workforce. So there's a couple different elements in that article. Uh, It goes from people, so the team that you have, accountability, and effectively how you enable them. So it's you know, tools and those kind of things. So at the start of it, when you think about people and how you make that work remotely, it's about mindset and the right people, right? Yeah. So you, if you're net new hiring people who you are just interviewing in a normal cycle, you're going to look at different attributes that you think might work well in a remote environment or have somebody who's already worked in a remote environment, right? In, in our world, Sante, we're 100% remote, right? 100% or 90, remote. 97%, you know, yeah. best yeah. case. Uh, so when we think about uh, hiring individuals into that environment, it's possible somebody's been in a 100% physical work environment and they could make that shift, right? But with COVID, we saw many professionals, if not all professionals at some point having to work remote. So part of the process is talking to people, interacting with people in that interview cycle to really understand how they how they worked remotely, what things yeah. they did differently. Let me ask you a question, because that's a, a it's so hard sometimes. So I like the statement you used that they need to be self starters. Right. How do you quantify that interview? I mean, how do you how do you how do you determine? I, I I guess you you don't really know they're self starters till like the old saying says till the proof is in the pudding, right? <laughs> till yeah. they start. And but by then they're they're on your team. You don't you don't want to find out too late. So how do you, I mean? What do you do to identify that fit in the interview process? I'm just curious. No, and that's a that's a great question. And there there's actually a pretty straightforward way, right? If you're hiring in a remote environment, an interview in a remote environment, really pay attention to how that interaction happens with with the person you're speaking with, right, and interacting with. Are they following up with emails with meaningful content or follow-up information? Are they using the tools appropriately, right? Do they get on a video call and it's clear that they've used a video? Did they know how to? Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Not my microphone's not working. Oh, I don't know how to turn the camera on. Oh, I haven't really used this platform before. Right. If people have worked in a remote environment like we do, we we predominantly use Microsoft Teams, but we're often on a bunch of other platforms. Right. It could be WebEx. It could be Zoom. It could be something else. Right. Google Meet uh, often on that. So that's pretty telltale sign of how does how does that interaction happen? What's the follow-up look and feel like? Are the are the messages that go back and forth clear and concise? Um, yeah, that's a good point. Because just sitting in an office communicating is very different from doing it on video even, but then the further extension of that is other messaging either in chat or, 
or through yeah. emails or other things. Yeah, it's kind of reading. It's kind of reading your your audience, right? So it's like a, a an old sales technique, right? Where you would read your 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 prospect and yep. and and even try to mimic some of the things they did. So there's some commonality, right? Um, you almost have to do that in an interview process over a webcam. Uh, so yeah. I can see that. But yeah, I, I agree with the self-starter piece. Um, I used to, you know, in my my previous life, I used to actually be a sales trainer. And I used to teach sales managers how to um, interview and select, you know, the right candidate. Yeah. Self-starter was one of those uh, attributes that I said you always have to make sure they have. But I never really had a good, that's that's why I asked you the question. I never yeah. really had a good interview question or technique to flush out, are you a self-starter? <laughs> you usually find out after they start, and you're like, oh, this guy's not a self-starter. I got to be on top of him all the time. And that doesn't make sense, right? So so that's why I was curious. Um, but I agree, right? And And also, I think personality. There has to be, you imagine in today's world where we are always video facing, Yes. And you, and you have somebody who has no personality. <laughs> you could probably get away with that in a traditional setting where it's just a phone call and maybe they just come across as very professional and very, you know, pro, very proper. But imagine somebody who's just awkwardly awkward on camera. And if they're like, depending on the role, but imagine a sales role like that. I don't know. Just, and and part of that, it's and maybe personality is not the right word, right? It's engagement. Are they engaging? Yes, right? Yeah, do they actively yeah. want to participate in the conversation? And how? Do what they have engage? they done with yeah. their background? Right. We've had numerous discussions. About yes. The podcast. Right. What do we use as a background? Yes. I'm using an actual background. You're using a green a screen. Green screen. Right, which looks yeah. great. Uh, but have they prepared uh, to interact in that environment? And I've had. Uh, and, you know, you, you've got to take into account people are in different personal situations of where they're at or, of or course. locations they could do calls from. But if you're interviewing for a job, get yourself in a place with good lighting. We know both of yeah. us for these these uh, podcasts that we're doing. Yeah, the way that we make lighting work with additional lighting and potentially natural lighting. And I know in my own situation, it's a fairly sunny day. It's a little overcast today, but the lighting's great in my office. And I know that if it were a cloudy, rainy day and yeah. folks can take a look at our video stream, there's a couple <laughs> on there. I look a little gray, right? So those were days that the lighting wasn't great. And I don't have, I'm really invested in a tremendous amount of fixed lighting, but know that that matters, right? Yeah. And it, good, you want to be engaged, right? You want to appear engaged. Yeah. And you want that person you're interacting with to uh, appear engaged. But once you have the team in place, it goes to sort of the second part in the article, which is yeah. uh, that accountability, right? And yes. how do you hold people accountable? There's There's been a lot in the news about this. And it's there have been some CEOs who've said, uh, the entire team needs to come back to the office because I know they're doing their laundry for two hours every day and they're walking their dog and they're going out to get coffee and they're not really doing their job, right? To me, that's the wrong message. That's that's yeah. a message to your employees right off the bat that I don't trust my employees. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, not only that, at the end of the day, uh, 
if you're truly are a results driven company, then the results should be what you focused on. Um, listen, you, we work from home. Yep. Um, it is very easy to, uh, take a quick walk outside and get some fresh air. Yep. It's very easy to run to the pharmacy and pick up some medication that, you know, is waiting for you. Um, or, or just, uh, you know, uh, I like with my case, sometimes I have to drop one of my kids off right to, uh, to their job. I mean, it's just easy. It's very convenient. And then we're back at it again. And, yeah. and, and the key here is this, this, this new, uh, remote slash virtual work, right? It's really, in my opinion, it's really more about work styles than, than, than anything else. It's, it's, it's how you, how you do work. And are you producing the results that are expected of you? Yeah. So, so long as those results are there, and by the way, when it's time to go above and beyond, you're available. I, I don't care if they're walking their dog. <laughs> I mean, and they're and they're agreed. And there's a there's a balance, right? There, there is a balance. You're paying people for a certain number of hours a week in the U.S. Absolutely, is typically forty hours a week, right? Is the yep. is the standard thing that you're paying somebody for. So there is an expectation that you're working those 40 hours. Right. But we won, uh, we as a team won a Gold Stevie Award a month or two ago for Marketing Team of the Year, right? And yeah. one, of the, one of the things I've repeated when people ask me about it was it was not the level of effort that the team put into all the things we did. It was the result that we delivered that yes. mattered. The output. And there are new projects you're working on that the effort does matter, right? Because mm -hmm. you're trying to get to the finish line to be successful. And that is a near-term measurement. But at the end of the day, it's the actual results. And the way that that I manage our team is through a really deliberate scorecard, right? And right. it's marketing focused. So it's right. We broke it down into three categories around business, brand, and culture. The business metrics are the heaviest weighted metrics followed by brand, followed by culture. Uh, but we are accountable and we talk about it daily where yep. we're at against those business metrics. And, How many and MQLs, SQLs, yep. pipeline, booked business, everything Correct. that's in there is important to the team. And how every single contribution from every single member skews that number either yep. in the right way or the wrong way, right? Yep. And it's that's that's the whole thing about that scorecard is that everything we do individually is impacting that scorecard. Yep. And that's that we got to keep that in mind. But yeah, that's I think accountability uh, in this space, the way we're handling with a, a very clear defined scorecard that's measurable and we're looking at results. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something else, uh, maybe maybe it falls under this bucket or not, but I also think that from the employee perspective, from the team member perspective, I think transparency is important. If I yep. do have to go run a quick errand, I'm gonna let you know about it. You know why? Because if you need to find me, you know I'm either gonna be on the Teams mobile or on yep. my laptop, right? And so uh, I think there's a, there's a give and take, right? Uh, be transparent. When there are those things that you have to just take care of, uh, but most importantly, uh, be results driven. And I think that's yes. the key for accountability. So.
Yeah, and that's that's stuff. just not a remote environment, right? That's a that's a broader, I know, yeah, broader statement, right? Anybody Absolutely. who's either been in the workforce or somebody who's newly entering the workforce, yeah. you need to deliver results. Uh, yeah. To a great extent, no one cares about effort. Uh, yeah. It what people care about is the result and the objectives that have been set. But it's it's incumbent upon the management of a business to set clear goals. Yeah. Uh, and goals that you can cascade down from a high level uh, corporate set of goals that then hit each individual department. And to your point, he hits each person. Yeah. There's no one on our team who doesn't understand what our scorecard is. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's right? on the same page. Absolutely. Yeah, that's for sure. To you the know, extent I, of, you know, we get to the end of the month and everybody's everybody chattering where are we yes. at. We hit the bookings number yet yes. this month and yes. everybody wants to know, right? Yes, yes, yes. I'll tell you something else. Um, again, empowering your team members, because I, I think they're, and, and especially in this environment where we're so dispersed that we get yep. pulled into many different calls and you have to empower people to make decisions so that they don't become a bottleneck. Now, granted, uh, I'm not going to sign off on a PO for a million dollars without telling you, <laughs> but, but, you know, just. If it falls within your realm, just just take it on, yeah. decide how you're going to handle it, and, and and solve the problem. And then you can tell your your management later. Just just empowering your folks also, because that that kind of falls on accountability. Because at the end of the day, you're going to want to know yep. that yesterday I got dragged into something that was a last minute thing. And here's what happened. And here's how we delivered our results to solving that problem. But uh, imagine if I now have to say, well, hold on, I got to go ping my boss about this and see if he wants me to focus. No, I think there's a level of empowerment that you have to also give, right, your your team members so that they can, they can be more effective in this. You know, <clears throat> we're virtual. I mean, so yeah. this, this new work style. And so I think it's just it adds to the effectiveness. So, um and the final, the final piece in the article was around, yeah. effectively around tools, right? How do yeah, you enable we, people? Yeah. We talk extensively a lot. on this podcast about Microsoft 365, right? A lot. So yes. clearly that's our, our go-to choice. But the, the reason it works so well is the fully integrated nature of the platform. So from yeah. working on various pieces of content, sharing them in a way be it just sharing the document using loops or some other tools that we've talked about before and being able to have real-time visibility into where a certain yeah. project is or having the ease of leveraging a multi sort of communication mode platform to be able to communicate communicate in the way that makes the most sense and the the best yeah. example is and we've gotten much better at it even in the last 30 days we have things in chats that a month ago even, and clearly six months ago, would have been a really long email stream and it would have been really hard <laughs> to follow what was going on. Yes, right? that's true. It clogs up your email. It uh, it makes it difficult to follow the conversation, right? But l having the tools is one thing. As a team, having the culture of leveraging the tools is a completely different thing. Absolutely. And by the way, I believe that needs, that needs to come from the top. In other words, I believe that if you're in charge of a business, a line of business, um, part of your job 
as a leader is to encourage your team to adopt the tools, to adopt the best practices, to maximize the tools. Um, Otherwise, you're only hurting your team because they're not going to get the efficiency, the level of efficiency that that other teams are getting. And, And that's something I really appreciate about you is that I don't feel handcuffed. Like when 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 I start to do a deep dive into a new potential uh, platform or tool that I think could really impact us, I don't. I'm not handcuffed. We go, we look at it, we investigate, we implement, and if it works, we keep it, and 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 we maximize and we encourage everyone else to do it. So I think it's top yeah. down. But back to the earlier point, right about accountability and results you've built credibility as well of right. evaluating new things and making yeah. quick decisions of, hey, we're going to waste time on this or, hey, there's real business value here. Because Correct. you can get sort of spun around the axle on these things and mm-hmm. not and lose sight of, is there a real business outcome versus, wow, this is just some cool thing that I'm playing around with. Yeah. Uh, and that's critically important to uh, keep an eye on what the outcome is, not yeah. just the level of effort or the evaluation that takes place. So speaking of accountability and tools, George, one of the things I think about is, I don't know if you use it, I've been using it uh, lately, and it's uh, Viva Insights. Um, you know, it's a, it's a Microsoft tool, it's built into Teams. What it does, it, it, it does a couple things. It shows me what my productivity was. By the way, I only get to see this. It's a, you know, it's a personal dashboard, which is kind yeah. of nice. So if you're worried about privacy and, you know, Big Brother, it's really just for you. But it shows my, it shows my productivity. You know, where I spend my most time, right? Um, it also gives me a snapshot at the end of each day as to what my next day is. So I can take the last thirty minutes of my day while I'm trying to wind down yeah. and start to plan. What are, what are the things I have to do first thing when I get back online? Um, and it gives me some other things that help you also kind of uh, focus and uh, give you some some uh, uh, breathers because you could burn out in a remote. That's another thing, right? Yeah. Burnout is very easy to do when you're home all the time and you're just working all the yeah. time. So so I use um, uh, Viva Insights, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that helps me uh, identify uh, if there's an area that is just eating up too much of my time and then I can say, you know, what, I need to shift focus on something else. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, again, uh, one of those tools or, or ways of monitoring, right, how to monitor your productivity as an individual uh, within this uh, virtual remote hybrid environment we work in now. So, And I did have a late call last night. Viva did pop up and say, it's time for you to start your virtual commute home. Yes, I so like the virtual So it knew I commute. was at home, right? I, I yeah. must have put that in at some point, or it yeah. knows my, I set it and it knows where my location is, one of the two yeah. or both, I don't know. Uh, and to your earlier point, you do need to, you need to schedule your day and manage your day. Yeah. You don't want to sit at your desk for eight or 10 hours in your home office straight through and not get up and, you know, maybe eat your lunch at your desk, which I happen to do every day. But I do. I, I happen do to do it every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to, like, distract myself from the TV. I'll watch sure. or from the PC. I'll watch something on TV briefly. And I do try to get out every day. And that's a good thing for people to do as well. So I try to work, walk for 30 to 40 minutes or more each day. Uh, broken up into a couple of chunks. If I'm up early, 
and I check things, everything looks fine. Try to take yeah. a walk around the neighborhood, you know, somewhere around the lunchtime period, try to grab some lunch, take another little walk, do it again in the afternoon. It's a nice break to the day to, to sort of keep you fresh. Uh, but again, staying aware of what's going on that day, what are you accountable for that day? And what are any particular outcomes you need to get that day? Right. Yeah. If you if you have a deliverable that's due that day, you need to get it done that day. Right. Sure. And that's work effort plus the deliverable and the result of the deliverable. Sure. So listen, um, great article. Um, I did I remember when when you when you published it, I read it back then. It was back in May, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then I read it again uh recently in preparation for our discussion today. And there was a couple of things that I had forgotten, right? From the, when I first time I read it, uh, I, th I think it was a great article. You did a good job. Uh, so congrats on that. And uh, listen, it's still a viable uh, solution. Remote work is, yep. it has, we proved it, right? We proved it. Yeah. It took a pandemic, <laughs> but we proved it. And those of us who have been doing this for a while, by the way, I've been working remotely uh, for 10 years. This is, the, I, I, unlike others where we were, kind of, they were forced to work remote due to a pandemic. I've been doing it for 10 years. And I can tell you, um, I am a lot more productive and I get a lot more stuff done when I'm not in a traditional water cooler type environment. Yeah. So, um, anyway, folks, uh, this brings our podcast to an end. Uh, thanks, George, for this great article. We will put a link to this article in our description so you can go back and read it in detail. But please remember to subscribe to Tech Unmuted on your favorite podcast platform. And you can also follow us on YouTube. And until next time, folks, remember this. Stay connected. Visit fusionconnect.com slash tech unmuted for show notes and more episodes. Thanks for listening.